I, I said to uh, Carolyn this morning how I missed coming to church because, you know, I'm involved over in the food ministry. And I think I've probably only been over here about three or four times this year. And I, when they were singing those songs, worshipping God, I really realised how much I'd missed by not coming here. And I'd like to thank the band and the singers for the song and I couldn't believe how much the uh, song, or one of them in particular, where it said, Jesus, you're all this heart is living for. That was lovely and it relates, certainly relates to uh, what I've got to speak to you today. I'm not sure where I'm supposed to point this, but, uh, but firstly I'd like to talk to you, I'm going to compare today about two groups of people in the Bible and one individual from this church. They all have something in common. No, that's not it. Yeah, there it is. No. All right, that's it. Yep. Firstly, the disciples who walked and talked with Jesus for three years. They heard many sermons. They witnessed Jesus perform numerous miracles such as healing, raising Lazarus from the dead, Jesus walking on water, he calmed the seas, he fed the multitudes and performed many other miracles. After all this, what was so about the disciples? Two situations to me stand out. They deserted or denied knowing Jesus when the circumstances got difficult. And they didn't even realise what Jesus' mission was on this earth. Why? They knew Jesus but didn't know him. I wonder if they actually had a personal relationship with him. The second group is the Israelites. That looks a bit like my drawing. Um, The story of the Israelites is in the book of Exodus. The Israelites were in captivity for 430 years and with many working under terrible conditions whilst working in the mud pits making bricks. Now, I don't know if you've ever worked in a mud pit. Now I'm sure my sister who's here today and I could tell you what it's like. We worked on a dairy farm and as the winter came and the cow yard got muddy if you didn't have tight gum boots on, the mud just sucked the, the boots off your feet. You can imagine them treading into mud all day. It must have been tiring. They witnessed God send. They witnessed God send send plagues. 
to eventually convince Pharaoh to release them. They were led out of Egypt by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. They witnessed the parting of the seas, of the Red Sea, destruction of Pharaoh's army. They were fed with manna and many other miracles. All this was so amazing, so, sorry, after all this, what was so amazing about the Israelites? Whilst Moses was away up in Mount Sinai for 40 days, they returned to idol worship. And they took 40 years to reach the promised land because of their unbelief. They knew God, but didn't know him. No personal relationship. Now there's this other person who wandered for more than 40 years in this church. He associated with lovely Christian people, took on leadership roles and was very involved. Made many and associated with some wonderful friends. After all that, I'm not sure he actually had a relationship with God. I would compare him to a foolish virgin who knew of God, had no oil, that is, not filled with the Holy Spirit. By now you've probably worked out who I'm referring to. You may ask why I didn't have a relationship with God. My excuse was, I was too busy. I really was. My wife, Lynn, who's here today, was once asked why she was lonely. Now, I don't even have to read this note because it hurts me so much. But anyway, she, she answered, while well, my children have grown up and they don't need me as much anymore. Les worked very long hours. When he wasn't at work, he was in his garden. When he wasn't in, gar in his garden, he was up here at the church. And he was when he wasn't in doing any of those things, he was helping people. He was never there for me. I was asked, how do you reply to that? Guilty as charged? I'm sure if you asked God why I didn't have a relationship with him, he would have answered, Les works very long hours. When he wasn't there, he's in the, in the garden. When he wasn't there, he's at the church. When he wasn't at work in the garden or at the church, he was helping somebody. He was never there for me. Fortunately, it's never too late to devote more time to our God. And now I have a relationship with him. What caused my change of attitude? 
I've been challenged by many sermons during which the presenter reflected their love for God. Something I wanted to experience. I was encouraged to spend time, some time each day reading the Bible and in prayer. To, in, to invite the Holy Spirit to dwell in my heart and experience what it is like to walk with God. I was told it won't be easy, and it hasn't. However, I've had to establish a daily routine. But I needed more than that to develop my relationship with God. Fortunately, there is a Bible study prayer group meeting in this church on Tuesday evening at 7pm. Come forward, Ivy. Come on, Ivy. I want to talk to you. Now, Ivy has only recently been attending to this group. She's been worshipping here for I don't know how many years, but anyway, she's only recently come. You don't have to touch anything. It's all ready to I believe. But Ivy's been coming for four weeks in the last four or five, maybe six weeks. And when she's come, she's shown great, well, I'd say enthusiasm. Tell me about it, Ivy. Hey, Les, I need to warn you, you don't ask Ivy an open question because I don't stop. <laughs> this is not going to continue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I came because most of the time, all the time, I work a Tuesday night, and I work just down the road. And it never happened, it never occurred to me to, to think that I should come for the Bible study, then go to work, because I work close to, to the church. But just one day, when I was just sitting at home watching the TV, then I thought, wow. They said they were encouraging us to go to the Bible study. And I'm lying down here. I, I must say, I admit, I like my bold, my beautiful, and this. And I'll tell you everything uh, because I'm honest. Anyway, so when I came, it just happened that uh, I'm sitting there. I find myself talking and being able to engage easily because we're all sitting down and reading uh, chapter by chapter. Then it encouraged, it encouraged me to come next week to see what the next chapter is talking about. And again, to, to pray for people that we love and uh, me mentioning not only me or only my family, even my friends that I talked to and my friends who are struggling and everything. And I got so much from the prayer group, people praying and uh, seeing things happening. Um, can I say this? I'll give one example so that I don't take your time. It so happened that God, it shows that God sometimes knows things before they, God knows things all the time before they happen. So what happened to me before I came to the Bible study, I think God knew there was going to be a tragedy that will involve me in the community. My, my best friend that I parted ways so many years with, it happened, we, we came together this year. Then she, she's got some mental problems. She's got a disabled kid that uh, the husband had left her. We didn't know about that. Unfortunately, one Sabbath I was sitting here at church, uh, when I looked, I've got so many messages. The boy had died in the house. 
and that was the tragedy. So there were police involved, I had to leave the church, and I went there. Then I came to the church family, the prayer group. I shared this story. They prayed for my friend, and I went to my friend, and one sitting with my friend, there is Pastor Cameron calling to follow up after I've shared in the prayer about my friend. And my friend was so, like, she said, who is that? Then I told her, said, wow, my pastor, because she's a Catholic, my pastor, that the, the, the lady from NTIS told her that I need him, that I need support. But he said he didn't know me because they changed. He didn't know me, but there's the pastor from your church that you told him about me in your prayer group. He's reaching out, he's calling to follow up how I'm doing. So that alone, it, it just makes me like to come for the prayer group. And at work too, one, one more thing. At work too, on a Tuesday, when I go to work, they know that Auntie Ivy, I'm called Auntie, because there's little Alicia's there and, you know, Auntie Ivy, oh, it's Tuesday, did you pray for us? So it makes me want to come even more because people know that Auntie Ivy is praying. Thank you. Thank you. Well, after that, I'd uh, like to encourage you all to come along on Tuesday evening. We might not be able to have it in the room there. If you all come, we might have to have it here. But uh, I can say, for me, it's benefited me. Uh, I've been, sorry, I've been able to benefit from the knowledge of people like Jan, James, David and others, uh, and it really helps you go. Coming to church and attending Tuesday evening's prayer group has been great. However, I needed that and more to comprehend the extent of Jesus' sacrifice and God's love. It's got to be more than words. I needed to experience it myself. I wondered what other resources are available to me at Fremantle Church. The library. Come on, Adele, come on down. Well, I'll, I'll say something first, Adele. I'll, I'll give her a bit of a look, so you just, just so you don't forget. Here we go, mate, because you need that. Uh, one Sabbath, I was uh, I'd finished over over in the uh, hall, and I came across here, and Adele was actually locking up. I said, "Adele, what can you give me, or can you see a book that will give me a better insight to God's love?" What did you uh, suggest? That one. So, Philip Yancey's What's So Amazing About Grace. All right, tell them about the library, Adele. Okay. Um, so, I've been doing the library oh, nearly four years or so now. So, it's actually the reason I started coming back to church regularly. Um, I came back with, um, with Neroli and Steve when Nate was born. And then the library had been apparently shut up for many years and they asked me if I would 
um, think about taking it over and I was like, oh, okay. And that meant I had to come every single week to open it, you know, whether anyone needs it or not, you know, I'm just here and that's been such a blessing because then I've been able to come to small groups and then Sabbath school and church and get more and more involved. Um, so I can't take much credit though for the setup of the library. It's um, Linda Kirsten who's been visiting for the last uh, month or so. She set it all up and did all the um, Dewey Decimal System and all that kind of thing and I'm, I'm not very good at organisation so I just sort of put things you know roughly where I think they should be and just if someone comes in if they want to take a book and and if they want to take one bring one um, and then sometimes people will will keep them like uh, especially the Ellen White books and the um, the Bibles many of them donated and so it's been a blessing to be able to just let people keep those um, sometimes we you know when people are visiting they'll take some and um, and just keep them for their own personal um, spiritual growth um, and some and it, it was quite good when Linda came back she uh, took a lot of the little books that you know things that we had that were extras or little books that my mum gets from the ABC for a dollar or so she took many that she was going to distribute on her travels as well because she's really good like that um, I also want to just mention John Covey who um, attended here for many years he donated a lot of the DVDs and I know people have received a blessing um, from them I know Mick has taken quite a few of those and so it's wonderful that his um, legacy lives on there um, so yeah, we have, we have books, we have DVDs, we've got lots of small group resources, so it'd be great if, if people could um, utilise them more. And I know it's um, just a great spot, it's a, a safe spot if someone's visiting and they feel awkward standing in the courtyard having coffee and talking, they can just come and browse and, and I get some good conversations that way as well. And the kids seem to love coming in and whether they actually, sometimes they'll take books or DVDs but often they'll just have a play and Summer, the birthday girl, is my little assistant librarian, so she always comes in and helps me. Um, so, yeah, it's, been, it's a, been a great place to connect. I'm just checking my little notes here if there's anything else I needed to tell you. Um, yeah, Mum and I, people need to know, some of the books might look a bit faded, but the most faded and tatty ones are often the best because they've been the most read and the most loved, so don't, don't overlook those ones. And just the final thing I thought was, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they had this man on, and he said it was his first day of graduate school and he passed um, a booth and these young Christian people had various books for free on the table. And one of them was C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters and he just took it out of interest um, and ended up reading it and was so changed by it that now he's a quite famous apologist for Christianity, he writes many books himself. And he thought, I bet you those young people thought, oh, you know, why are we doing this? People are just going to take it and throw it in the bin. And he says sometimes he even thinks that himself now when he goes and, and gives away Bibles or books. And sometimes I feel like that, you know, I have the, the free stand and sometimes they sit there for ages. Then other times, you know, a lot of things go and you just have no idea, um, you know, just sharing a resource um, that teaches someone about Jesus, how it can change um, down the track, even if you never know about it. So thanks, Les. Thank you. Thanks, Adele. Sorry, I just forgot to mention this one resource, which I'm holding here, so that's why I forgot about it. Um, we do have these great resources, just an, as an example of what we have, which are picture books, but they're also for adults. So they are for kids with great stories, but there's some for adults about the early um, Adventist pioneers in Australia. So, yeah, just an example of some of the great resources we have that people might not even be aware of. Well... 
not only the book What's So Amazing About Grace, Adele suggested the freedom of self-forgiveness and the prodigal God. And I was interested when uh, Neralee was talking about parables and one of the parables, which is probably, probably about the best known as far as I'm concerned, is the parable of the prodigal son. And until I read this book, which gave you so many different ways of understanding that parable, it's been fantastic. Um, I've had these for about 12 months. I've read them a couple of times. And uh, unless there's a penalty, I probably won't be bringing them back soon. So... So we encourage you to use the library and Adele's expertise. If we comprehend what Christ has done for us, then surely out of gratitude we will strive to live worthy of God's love. Do you know that there is nothing you can do to make God love you more? And do you know there's nothing you can do to make God love you less do you truly want to grasp the wonder of God's love for you God wants to give you so much more but cannot unless you have open hands to receive to have open hands we need internal change which requires relationship the Bible commands love your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Do you think that's possible? Why don't you try to find out? Spend some time each day improving your relationship with God. Come to support and encourage others. Jesus proclaimed unmistakably that God's law is so perfect and absolute that no one can achieve righteousness. Yet God's grace is so great, we don't have to. Solution to sin is not to impose even stricter code of behaviour on yourself. Their answer is to know God. Roman 8 1 says, there is, no, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. In the book, Freedom from Self-Forgiveness, Timothy Keller explains that in Christianity, the moment we believe, God imputes Christ's perfect performance to us as if it were our own and adopts us into his family. In other words, God says to us, just as he said to Christ, you are my son, daughter, whom I love, with you, I am well pleased. Because he loves you and accepts you, you do not have to do things to build up your resume. When we understand this, and it, your performance is based on gratitude and a love relationship. Pages got out of sequence. Matthew 7, 7 to 8 states, Ask it will be given to you, seek and you will find, 
Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and who finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Open to your heart and let the Holy Spirit dwell in you today, tomorrow and forever. In a quote from the book, The Prodigal God, by author Timothy Keller, he states, The difference between believing that God is gracious and tasting that God is gracious is as different as having a rational belief that honey is sweet and having the actual sense of its sweetness. To grow physically, we must eat and drink daily. To grow spiritually, we must eat and drink God's words and invite the Holy Spirit into our life daily. The words of a Dockers supporter, member, who asked why he drove from Melbourne, sorry, from Mandurah to Melbourne to support his team in a semi-final, I repeat, semi-final, not grand final. His answer was, when you're in love, you commit. You belong, you go all in. If why we are Christians and come to church, would you have answered, when you're in love, you commit, you belong, you go all in. Thank you. Let us pray. Loving Father, as we spent time with you this morning, I pray that each one of us will, will strive to have a better relationship with you. Just invite you into our lives, Lord, and uh, ask the Holy Spirit to dwell in us each day, that, we'll, that our characters will be changed more like yours and that we'll love and care for people more fully. Thank you for your love, Lord, and uh, all the directions you give us, and thank you for all these people in the church who support each other. Amen.